Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, Winchester Radio. Uh, this is Susan. It doesn't sound like me because I've had a cold all week, and I'm, I'm sorry about that, but I'm talking through my nose. Um, at least I'm not coughing anymore, which is a good thing. And I'm here with Becky tonight. Unfortunately, Vinny has to work uh, that time of year. Uh, we will miss her, but we are going to be quoting her, so she will be here in spirit. And we are uh, we have Osric Chow tonight as a guest, but there is a little bit of a uh, technical difficulty. But as soon as he's on, we will start talking to him because this was a huge episode. Uh, not just for Supernatural, but for the character of Kevin Tran. Um, episode is Holy Terror. Uh, guess while I'm waiting, I will just say that we are going to take Colin questions or comments, uh, perhaps later in the show after uh, Q&A with us. Um, in the meantime, you can find the Interest Radio podcast on blogtalkradio.com slash Boulevard. You can subscribe and download us through iTunes. You can go to our site, winchesterbros.com, and click on the link on the right side of the page. Uh, you can go to our Facebook and Twitter. We always have uh, links and all information about the podcast and Supernatural uh, pretty much all hours of day or night. Uh, thank you so much for the big numbers on Facebook and Twitter. We really appreciate you listening and reading our tweets and commenting on Facebook and checking out our website. It really means a lot. Um, this episode was written by Eugene Rothlening, Mike Leamy, and Brad, Brad Buckner. It is the ninth episode. It is the mid-season finale, typically ending with a huge cliffhanger and a was a traumatic experience to watch and rewatch. Um, and I'm not sure how much time okay. I can go yet. <laughs> um, okay, we we need to. I'm going to try and call Osric here. So hold on, you may hear the phone ringing. So just a moment. It'll be worth the wait. <laughs> it's Osric. Oh. Hello. Hey, Aldrich. Yeah, sorry. I've been filming the last five or eight Hi, Aldrich. Hey. Sorry Hello. about that. For some reason, oh, no. it's been having technical troubles every now and then. Don't know why. Oh, not a problem. <laughs> so who who's here with uh, with us today? Who am I speaking to this time? This is Becky. Hi, Becky. And this is Susan. I have a cold, so I'm talking to my nose. And I, I just met you in Chicago at the Chicago Convention for the first time. Uh, that's right. So, yes, Susan, uh, I remember. Yeah, that's me. You signed my Winchester Bros hat, and we had mm-hmm. a fun photo op, and it was great to see you there. Um, yeah, we're going to be, yep, we'll be, of course, talking about this huge episode, Holy Terror, the very yeah. first question that popped into my my head about this is, 
when did you know that this would be Kevin's last last part of the story here, or or is it? And they have a really gone uh, on Supernatural. And it's a good thing because I'm totally traumatized by the death of Kevin completely. So, uh, Yeah, I found out... Um, actually, I couldn't... I found out on set. So the, the episode prior on 907, that's when I found out. And um, and actually, it was I think it was Jared that told me. And I couldn't tell if he was playing a... if he was joking or not. Um, but he, but he, you know, he had his serious face on and Again, I couldn't tell if he's joking because he's always joking around. But he's, uh, what do you say? He's like, oh, so uh, you hear the news? So, well, he was very apologetic. He's like, oh, so uh, just uh, just read the new script. Uh, sorry, buddy. I, you know, I'd, I didn't want it to happen this way. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about, Jared? <laughs> and then he breaks the news to me, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen this script yet. And so, yeah, so he shows me the script, and it's like, oh. You know, and then it then it was like a slow trickle. Everyone started uh, telling me that it was happening, and so I was kind of the last one to know. <laughs> yeah, it was I, I didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't know how to feel. It was it was, it was such an, a surreal sensation, you know, going there. You know, it's been two years, and I've been there so often. It, it was just weird to hear finally. Yeah, I think all of fandom was definitely traumatized after that episode. It's like. Oh my God! I can't believe they killed Kevin. It's like I've seen the yeah. South Park graphics, you know, and it's like it totally works, you know, because it's like I can't believe they killed you off. Yeah, we and the you. one the Kevin. one time I really hoped Jared was joking around and he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, um, I I'm I'm a little surprised that you didn't get more of a heads up and that you kind of found out a little bit of a backhanded. Hey, I mean, I mean, I, maybe they just wanted to keep it a really big secret or spoiler or not reveal it. But I, I'm a little surprised. Like, like, like a writer or producer like didn't give you a call or something to let you know. I mean, to well, find out last. That's not yeah, they, they, well, they came on set, um, and you know, everyone, everyone was. It was a really sad time on set. I gotta say, cause, you know. As everyone slowly found out and we started talking, it was just, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was like, a, it was like several, well, two episodes of saying goodbye because everyone saw it was coming. And, you know, even on 907, people were like, you know, they, they still might change it. It might not happen. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was really sad. And then, yeah, the producers came down. Uh, Robert Singer was there on the last episode. Um, and, you know, he was just give me his condolences, and, you know, it was, I mean, it was, it's been an, an amazing journey, and, you know, just coming this far, it's kind of awesome, so, yeah, I'm happy, it was a, it's a wonderful show, I'm still going to watch it, still going to be very involved with fandom, and, yeah, the fact that Kevin did, how many is that, 13 or 14 episodes, that's, you know, that's something. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think anybody was quite ready to let you go yet, <laughs> um, but again, supernatural. You're never, you're never really it, it, dead. <laughs> so. Exactly. It is. So thank goodness for that. You know, you, you die, you might come back. Although, I know there, so many people come back. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if Kevin was dead for a while at least, mm-hmm. just so that, just so that Sam and Dean learn, learn a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's yeah. Well, Dean, Dean, I think is responsible for for Hammond's death. I mean, and and poor Sam, of course, has no idea that it was his body that carried out the act. It was it was another traumatizing a whole different angel in in Sam's in Sam's body. But yeah, I mean, Dean's very very responsible, and as if you know, he didn't need more guilt though. He's got it. He actually, I think, deserves it this time. Uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a tough thing, right? He, I mean, he, he just wants to, really, he wants to save Sam. Although, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. I'm, yeah, I can't wait to see that episode when Sam finds out. That's going to be, that's going to be a hard one to watch, too. Jeez. Did, um, did the producer's crew give you, like, a special send-off? or anything on your last day? What was it what was the last day that you filmed like? Uh the last well, there's a bunch of people that wore black and uh, uh it was awesome. just it was just one of those little things and you know it was you know people weren't sure it's like yeah, have you heard if they're gonna come back? I'm like you know I'm like, no I haven't and it was just yeah. And I, I tried not to drag it out too long. You know, it's Sometimes it, it can get too painful, so you know, I you know, I just you know, thank everyone. Like you know, I hope I'll see you around. You know, it's a small industry. You never know. Maybe Kevin will come back. Maybe we'll see each other on another set. You know, there's uh, yeah. I try not. I try not to drag it out. And yeah, my last scene was um was the death scene. So for the last like two hours, I couldn't see anything. I was just in you know. It was all in darkness, and so it was the last scene of the day as well. And so as soon as as soon as it was done, they rushed me back to the prosthetics thing, and I just you know, I kind of I didn't want to make a big deal out of it, you know. I just washed it off and then got changed, and you know, said my last goodbyes and just kind of slipped away. So the the burned out eyes by an angel are are prosthetics. I was thinking, are they all CGI put in later on? But they are also uh, prosthetic effect. Uh, it's Is it's that- a little bit of both. It was both. So I was wearing prosthetics, and it kind of um, yeah, just basically blocked out my vision. I I had, didn't even see what it looked like. Um, and then and then the VFX team, which um, is <laughs> funny. My my good friend Werner was uh, was doing my shot. He asked for it specifically. He was like, it's like, don't worry, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this shot justice. I'm gonna spend a, you know, extra time on it, making sure all the details are great. It's like you're gonna look so dead. We'll never bring you back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he did. Thank you, Werner. <laughs> yeah, the the VF the VFX team. I mean, I I come to hang out in their trailer quite often, and yeah, they're they're really sweet guys. They didn't want to do that shot, but um, <laughs> but they did, of course. I really like hearing yeah. that the crew was in much of denial as we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know I, I hang out with them all the time. You know, for pretty much all except for the beginning, Kevin episodes are you know only one or few of them are that heavy, and so most of the time I'm just waiting around, and I'm not the type of guy that likes to sit in my trailer and do nothing. So usually I'm just hanging around with whoever's bored, and you know we end up talking and getting to know each other. So, yeah, I, I got pretty close with a lot of the crew members. 
you know, it's it's much the same way I I hang out at the cons. You know, that's how I hang out on set. I just wander around, find someone to talk mm-hmm. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I know. Not quite so, like the cons, because usually you have a whole crowd of just sort of flowing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I've seen it. <laughs> I guess. Not exactly like the cons. And there's craft services <laughs> on set, so well, at least we're always eating. <laughs> the, um, now, Dean's coverage in that scene, Jensen's coverage, when he was um, – oh, just a moment. It looks like we have a special caller here. Um, let me take this one moment. Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Winchester Radio. Hello. Good morning or good evening, Winchester Radio. Is this Jim Michaels? Hi. It is. <laughs> oh, hi, Jim. Uh, hey, Jim. you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jim. How's it going? Your name, your name was on the death board for episode 823 last year, and we got a race just like a couple episodes ago last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about the death board. There's, there's a few times. But the... <laughs> You're up and off the death board a few times. You, you, you managed to survive longer than most of our characters. You're longer than the trip here, longer than a lot of other guys. Yeah, I I heard I heard three different times. I think Kevin told me that I was supposed to die in his episode, and then when I visited the writers' room, they're like, "We just took you off the death board today." You know, Robert here. You know, it, yeah, I guess you know it, it was about time. Well, you know, your your time has come, but you know, as everybody knows, nobody ever really dies in Supernatural. But you know, yeah. I hope so. But yeah, it's it was one hell of a death. Well, it was a great one, and everyone cried. So it was awesome. It worked. Yep. <laughs> yes. Everyone in the yeah. audience, excuse me. I think it they had a little until Bobby. Yes. <laughs> you broke yeah, the again. <laughs> it was great to have you on the show, Osric. And like I say, you never know. You know, we, you know, we, people have been on and off the death board. You know, we can do a flashback. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. Thank, thanks for that, Jim. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. No, but you've had you know, you've had a you've had a nice you've, you've had like I said you've had a longer run than almost anybody you know um, on the show. I mean, you know, for somebody you know other than Bobby and you know Misha are those series regulars, but so, yeah, you a nice long run, dude. I know. I'm I'm honestly I'm very surprised. I thought it was gonna. I mean, it's supposed to only be three episodes as far as I was concerned. So this is what, what was the total? What fourteen or fifteen? What was the total in the end? Uh, I think I think it was fourteen. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I thought it was a whole season. It's half a season. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> damn straight, damn straight. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get back on and have fun. And uh, Winchester Radio, as always, I, as always, we appreciate all the support uh, you guys do for us, and uh, it's uh, you know it's uh, much appreciated. Thank you. Well, thank you. We love the show. Thank you, so, Jim. You know, yeah, and yes. and Jim, happy happy holidays. You know, to uh, to you and to all of the cast and crew of Supernatural. Thank you so much for another great season. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind we've only aired nine episodes. Got a lot more to yeah. come. Well, I know, but yeah, it's going right. great. So. Yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it, Jim. Please say hi to everyone for me. Yeah, we will we'll do just that, Osric. But you know what? Even though you're dead, you, will, you can still come to the rap party, Osric, okay? 
Oh, thank you. I was just going to ask about that. Yeah, I'm definitely good. I'm definitely good. <laughs> if you're in town, you, you know, I met your cousin the other day at a, at a function. Oh, Valerie? Uh, I think that's the first name. I texted you. I have, like a, <laughs> I have like a hundred cousins, but I'm assuming oh, it's okay. Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> Asian, black hair? Yeah, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, have fun. Have fun with the show tonight. And again, thanks for all your support, Osric. Uh, we miss you, but we'll we'll see you at the wrap party. All right, sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Sure, you know. Thanks, all right, bye. Thanks for calling, Jim. Thanks. <laughs> well, that's a nice surprise. Yeah. <laughs> he, he brings up a really good point about how long Kevin had been on the show. I think. Because Kevin had been on for so long, it kind of put us in a nice, soft, you know, place where we were like, oh, nothing's going to happen to Kevin. He's been here for forever. He's fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It it, it pulled us into a false sense of safety there. And then they killed you and pulled the rug right out from under us. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. I I think I was feeling the exact same way. Oh. Got you comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and I um, feel I feel bad for Kevin because his last like like experience in the bunker with with Dean was like you know everybody needs a spell and everybody needs it ASAP and and Dean says trust me and you say I always trust him and I always get screwed and those are some very sad last words there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that last honestly, the last episode I wasn't I, I gotta admit I wasn't fully there. It was just yeah, it was just a the weird experience. I was it was only two days for me and like both days it was just like wow I can't you know, I was just like thinking so much about the end that yeah, I don't know if I I wasn't I wasn't fully there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird, you know, like knowing because I haven't actually I've I've done enough things that this is only the the second time I've died. Um, but this, you know, the first time was on, on the Halo thing um, that I did last year. But that, you know, that was like a movie and, you know, people die, but it's over. But this one, I don't know. This one actually felt like a real death. If not, I don't know if, what a real death would feel like, but this feels like it, <laughs> I guess. I don't know if that's making any sense at all. But, you know, it was it was just like, you know, knowing the end is coming yeah. yeah, yeah, I was I was kind of out of it those two days. Very understandable. Yeah. Um, my question: I was wondering when Jensen, um, when Dean is, you know, at the end there after poor Kevin's laying there dead, and Dean, you know, Dean is crying, and he says, and he's calling Kevin's name. Were you there for Jensen's coverage of that, or was just Jensen with the camera on him? Uh, I. I was uh, I was not in, I was not in his eye line, but I was I was watching. Um, oh. Jensen, <laughs> Jensen was was joking earlier. He's like, he's like, yeah, I don't I don't know if I don't know if Kevin deserves it here. I think I think I might just laugh this one off. <laughs> and uh, I'm like I'm like no, Jensen. Just... <laughs> Again, I couldn't tell if he was joking or not, and so you know I was, I, was, I had to watch just to, <laughs> just to see. And obviously it was you know it was just one of those. Every time Jensen does one of those 
those scenes, you know, like half the people on set end up crying anyways. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch, but I was there. Oh, yeah. When he does the one perfect tear, you know, it's just heartbreaking. So, yeah. It is really difficult. Um, so difficult for us to watch too. I mean, yeah. you're sort of there, and it's very hard. And but you, you're, it's like you have cameras and crew and watching you. So I guess part, you know, part of you is in it, but then another part of you knows that this is work and a show and filming. But if you're a viewer, you just you don't have any of those distractions. You're just watching, and this is a character that you know has become very, very much a part of fandom and supernatural family and then on the show it was part of Dean and Sam's sort of little dysfunctional family and, and in the bunker and had been again like you said you sort of sort of got complacent because Kevin had been around so long and I think Dean and the real Sam also felt the same way, you know, that you were just there in front of the crew and you were probably gonna be okay and they probably did not expect anything happening in the bunker like that. So, yeah, it must be. It was very traumatizing. It seemed like such a safe place, you know? (laughs) 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 I I mean, yeah, coming from the the houseboat, it's like, yeah, the bunker, cool. You know, Kevin's just going to coast through season nine. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I guess not. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you spent... Kevin spent all that time on Garth's houseboat, yet we never saw Kevin and Garth have a scene together. And, you know, so I was always looking forward to that in the future, hopefully seeing Kevin and Garth. And mainly I always wanted to see Kevin and Charlie because I think, you know, they're two peas in a pod, basically, Kevin and Charlie would be. And then, oh, it's not going to happen. It's very heartbreaking. Yeah, I was was very much looking forward to it. Yeah, meeting either of them, honestly, one, I, I assumed that I would have met Garth at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I met him at an asylum in England. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, Charlie, Charlie and Kevin meeting up would be really cool. Um, but, unfortunately, that would entail being, you know, one of those awesomely fun filler episodes that Kevin never gets to do. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess... I guess it wasn't meant to be. I, I would have loved to do that LARPing episode. My goodness. When I, I was mm-hmm. just watching that episode in Envy, I'm like, just give me a, give me a sword and shield, chainmail, something. Uh, maybe one day. I'll have to do that myself, I guess. They always seem to ship Kevin off to Branson, Missouri, or somewhere for the fun <laughs> episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was. That was that was kind of fun, actually, to, to hear all the different excuses of where Kevin might be. It was, uh, yeah, it would have uh, been fun to hear a few more. <laughs> you um, you're you've written a few pieces of fanfic. And love your fanfic. You should you should write some about Kevin's adventures in Branson and that sort of thing. That would be fun. Uh, you know, both both those times, I I did not sit down meaning to do fanfic. It just it kind of I don't know if I can sit down and wanting to write fanfic. So for the the birthday one, honestly, it was just my original intention was just to write happy birthday Kevin Tran or something like that. Like 
it was just going to be a tweet. And then it, it slowly, like, grew into, you know, it's like, oh, well, no, I should write, you know. You know, it's, it's Kevin's, Kevin's 20th birthday. You know, I did some, then I started doing some Kevin research. And it just slowly grew into this thing. I'm like, okay, this is way beyond a 140-character tweet. Threw it onto Facebook. And then, it, again, it just... It just grew really organically, and before I knew it, I, it became this really weird thing. And I, I looked it over. I'm like, I, I don't know if I should post this. It's so weird. Um, but I did. And <laughs> and it, it, I think it is now my most popular post on Facebook, on my Facebook page ever, um, by far. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was not, it was not expected. And I've had a few of my friends... Um, my brothers comment on it, and yeah, they're. I don't know. I guess they had a lot of questions about why and how, um, and I, I couldn't really answer them. Yeah, it, that just happened. Um, that's pretty much the story of almost every fanfic writer out there. It's like I didn't mean to, but. <laughs> is, is it? Is that how it happened? <laughs> You just start thinking of the what if, like what well, what if this happened, and then you just yeah okay yep. yeah yep exactly okay, that, that's, mm-hmm. yeah that's what happens yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I I will admit a big secret back in X Files days back in those days I actually wrote two pieces of X Files fic and that's basically how it happened I just started writing and it just came out and it was mm-hmm. it was it was pretty mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, it was you know it was kind of fun. I gotta say, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I see the appeal now. I definitely see the appeal. <laughs> yeah, I've been God. I wrote. I don't have time anymore, but I've written fanfic on and off for many, many, many years. My first fanfic was Star Wars. I used to still tell you how long ago I started. I have written Supernatural, and you know, have you ever thought of writing fanfic in a different? fandom, you know, like, I don't know, another, uh, another TV show yeah. you like or something? So. Uh, yeah, you know what, I I always had, but I never did it. I guess I, for some reason, I never got around to, to labeling it fanfic. I just wanted to write my own thing and do it. Um, but I guess that would be fanfic, wouldn't it? Hmm. That, Is it written in another show or movie's Universe and characters, yes, that's that's fanfic. Like if you so, were to write yeah. a Walking Dead story with with yeah, Earl Dixon, that would be fanfic. I guess there's already yeah. I mean, I I uh, I was about to do one for Breaking Bad, but they did in the alternate ending. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love the little thing you wrote in the airport in with the episode where dog uh, about the dogs and you were had Dean as a dog in the um, carrier. That was probably my favorite little thing you wrote. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. I'm like, ah, uh, I like I did not plan it right. I booked my flight like exactly when all three episodes of the airing, and so I was just sitting in the airport. I'm like, man, I'm, there's news on, and then there's this dog. And you know, I knew, you know, I saw the promos. I knew it was the dog episode, and, and again, it just it started off as one thing, and then I'm like, huh, and I just I just went with it because I was waiting for my flight and I was bored. <laughs> yeah, it and then be, it, I, I don't. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I, I really love those videos, those videos you made of Osric, um, of Kevin, um, you know, and that you made back during the summer, the YouTube videos with Kevin's thoughts. And um, that would, I, I would love to, if you ever, you know, brainstorm and come up, but I would love to hear, you know, what Kevin, after death, you know, Kevin's thoughts. And uh, Yeah, that one... That one I I did, yeah, that one I did for fun. Actually, that one I actually sat down. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write Kevin Tran's admission essay. You know, he he may or may not come back next season, but, you know, this was a really fun show. And, you know, the fans, you know, I again, I I, I got a glimpse of the fandom, but it wasn't, you know, not to the extent that, uh, that I know them now. But it was, you know, the response was crazy enough that I'm like, you know what? Some people might enjoy something like that. And so, you know, I just sat down and wrote something out and I just did it. Um, but yeah, you know what, that, that was a lot of fun. I might, yeah, I might do one depending on how the season plays out. Um, I'm going to just say one quick little business here. We've got a few callers holding. And if, if you guys can hear me, we don't take call-ins during a guest appearance, so if you want to talk about the episode, if you will, we'll let everybody know later on, and you can call back, or you can sit and hold if you're comfortable, but I just didn't want anybody sitting there wondering. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but <laughs> no, I feel bad for them. <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you didn't keep them on hold. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I wanted to talk to you on rewatch. I didn't catch it, of course, the first time because Kevin's death just shocked us all. But um, on rewatch of the episode, the line where Dean says to Kevin, Kevin, clock's ticking. That seems like such a foreshadowing line. Did, Did you feel that way? Was it meant that way? Uh. Good question. Was it meant that way? I don't know. But it, you know, I, I didn't think of it. I didn't think of it until I was on set. Like when I read it, you know, it was just like, okay, clock tick and you know, get get whatever spell that I'm looking for. But yeah, on the day, it was like, oh, I, but maybe because I was in that mindset and everything was reminding me of <laughs> that I was going to die. Uh, I don't. I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Maybe. But yeah, it definitely hit hit me on set and while watching the episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bardic Voice on Twitter wanted to know um, what will you carry from Supernatural into the rest of your career. Um, you know, Supernatural. I, I guess my oh, oh, this this one could be a loaded question or a loaded answer, anyways. Uh, so, getting into this whole, you know, acting business, film industry, um, you know, the idea of, of celebrity was was always so like set in stone in my head. And I remember it. I, I I'd always go through like classes, and you know, my mom and dad telling me it's like, oh, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do this, or you know, you're going to have to be this way, or you know, you have to wear those things because people expect it of you, you know, and I don't know. Those those uh those celebrity norms just never never sat well with me. And 
I think the first time that <laughs> that I realized that I could crack it was when I when I decided to dress up as Princess Bubblegum, and you know, to me, it was a completely normal situation. Uh, but you know, I, I heard heard about it afterwards, you know, and it was like, you know, it's like, why would you do that to yourself? Why, you know, my mom's like, aren't you? Don't you care what people think? I'm like, no, I don't actually. Um, I thought it was I thought it was fun. That's why I did it. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to carry over from from being on Supernatural and interacting with everyone is just the fact that I can still be me and you know and pursue this career that I would I would like to to do for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just. Not, not having everyone at arm's length, which you know, which is always annoying. You know, growing up, it's just people. You know, the people you see on TV on the screens, they just seem like, like impossible to ever get to know them or talk to them. And you know, I I try to make myself as accessible as possible. Um, and so I'm I'm definitely going to continue to try. Uh, and again, it's it's because. Because of this, this you know, this little show, Supernatural, with such a, an amazing support group, you know, and everyone's constantly reaching out and supporting you in everything you do, you know, it just makes me remember that, you know, even though I'm a, you know, I'm a small character on this show, but I get that much support, you know, I got to make sure that no matter how big and famous I might ever get, if I get there, um, that I, I have to remember, you know, where I came from and. You know, it's up to me to to give back. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what I take from from being on the show and interacting with uh, with the fandom. That is really lovely, and just you know, you're never getting rid of us. You know, we're always <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. Once, once you're in the supernatural family, you're there for life. So, I, good, yeah. good, because I wasn't planning on leaving. <laughs> yeah, well. well I, I like to say we're like the Hotel California. <laughs> you know, you can, you can check out, but you can never leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, you're you're with us uh, forever. Um, I was I was wondering, uh, were you you were you at any of the last couple conventions, knowing what was going to happen with Kevin? Did it feel strange talking to fans uh, and being at the convention, knowing where things were Burkhan, going? Burkhan, I knew it. Uh, Burkhan, I had, wait, did I? Yeah, I think for, for Burkhan, I already shot the episode. Um, for Chicago, I, did I shoot it? I think I just shot in Chicago. Yeah, so just before Chicago. So the last two conventions I did, I, I definitely had this hanging over my head. And, uh, but, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not there to, to give out spoilers or anything. I was, you know, I was, I was I'm there for the fans. I'm there to meet everyone and, you know, I made the best of it. You know, I just want to go and have fun and not not think that that this world is coming to an end, even though it was for my character. So uh, I, I definitely tried not to think of it. Obviously, people, you know, some people ask questions, and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely trying to get out of the mindset, but every, every there are a few moments where I just feel like, oh, yeah, that that's happening. And, you know, you kind of have to dance around your answers for that, so... I saw where someone had retweeted one of um, Fangasm SPN's um, um, live um, tweets from one of the conventions where I think uh, apparently someone at the convention had asked you about Kevin's 
death or dying or something. And you said for maximum effect, we should have Sam do it. And the crowd all was like, no. <laughs> you know what? That that was a complete accident. I did not know. I did not know back then. Um, and <laughs> when I finally found out, yeah, that was the first thought. I'm like, I just said that to several hundred people. <laughs> I know. <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> wow. Mhm. Um, Party Voice also had another question. Um, has working on Supernatural changed any of your approach to characters and acting? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely gave me um, more of a feel for, for TV acting. Um, since before Supernatural, I've, I've done primarily film. And, I, I mean, it's always different depending on which director um, and who, who's editing the thing. But um, just... I, use, I usually take my time with everything. And for film, you know, you, you get those moments and they're really generous with the with the edit. But for, for Supernatural, like, I remember watching that first episode. I'm like, that is nothing like how I had planned it or imagined it would be. And, um, you know, and my performance was definitely built around having a few more beats uh, between and after each line. So for me, I, I didn't like it at all. Um, and so, you you know, you slowly adjust and, you know, you, you kind of have the reactions further because, you know, you only have so much time um, and, you know, our faces are so much closer to you uh, that, yeah, I, I definitely learned to adjust um, for, for TV and just, you know, even though I've been learning how not to, uh, what's, what's the word, indicate you know, you, you spend your whole life not indicating, and all of a sudden you got to do a little bit more than, than you used to. So, yes, I, I, I had to adjust to TV. Um, and and again, in rewatching the episode, and you you may not even know the answer to this, um, but I was when I was rewatching before the podcast. Um, it kind of looked like there at the end that Gadriel hadn't made the decision to kill Kevin until he realized that Dean knew that he wasn't Ezekiel. Was was that how it played out, or am I just seeing things? Um, uh, I well, I mean, he had the um, you know he still had that the the orders from from Metatron, so you know he was going to do it at some point. Uh, you know that that moment probably just sparked, you know, it's like, oh, you got to do it now or Dean's going to be an obstacle kind of thing. So it was, it was bound to happen. Well, that's bad. Yeah. I, 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 my, my big, my biggest regret, I think I feel so bad for Kevin is he never was able to really get his revenge out on Crowley for killing his mom. Ah, uh, Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm curious uh, as to what will happen with Crowley and the blood, and or if anything. But um, I know Crowley. Crowley's character has always very much fascinated me, and uh, you know, I'm, I love Mark, she- Mark Shepard. Uh, but yeah, you know, it would have been nice to get a 
get a little bit more. I mean, I, I did give him a good beating, you know, in episode two this season. That uh, was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> but there, yeah, there could have been so much more. <laughs> Kevin went to heaven. Um, oh. I would like to think oh. Kevin went to heaven. I mean, he was doing God's work. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's God's prophet. You think? <laughs> hey, yeah. maybe he, maybe Kevin can work from the inside and take down Metatron. He's up in heaven there. Maybe he can. You know, he can be their inside guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would love an afterlife thing. They've shown heaven before, right? Yes, they have. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. Well, maybe, maybe. Their heaven, their version of heaven is that each person sort of makes their own heaven, and it's like all their favorite things, like like Pamela Barnes was like at her favorite concerts forever, and and that kind of thing. So I guess Kevin's idea of heaven would be the time he was really, really happy, and his mom would be there. Ah. That sounds nice. He'd be in college. Maybe he'd be after his first college, first choice college. <laughs> Not a safety school. That, <laughs> that, that sounds really nice. So I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> being that, being that this is supernatural. Uh, true. Very well, true. It be heaven, Nobody has be Kevin's heaven. So. <laughs> well, yep. Oh, Kevin can't stay there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, it would be cool to, you know, for Kevin to get into the angel war from heaven. I would not mind that. that yeah. I, I like that idea. I, I think we should go Ooh. for that. We, we need to start pushing that idea. Kevin's their inside guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he'll be maybe he'll be the one to help take down Metatron from the other side. The that inside. would be pretty awesome. Yeah, they could use an inside person. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> and if some, if <laughs> and if you're like keeping secrets from us right now about that kind of thing, you know, it's okay. We forgive you. <laughs> We're spoilers. <laughs> We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. Call it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Uh, I hope the writers are listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll pass it on. That executive producer was listening, so. Yeah, it's okay. I'll I'll mm-hmm. have to go to the writers' room and start pitching ideas. <laughs> Completely different subject. I wanted to talk to you about your um, endurance for kindness that you did. I I watched some. I tuned in and watched some of you playing video games. That that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That that was a good time. I'm glad I did it. I, I surprised myself at how tired I actually was because um, I I do, you know, I do two days without sleeping quite a lot, quite often. So I was actually kind of surprised at how tired I was. Only a, you know, it was only 25 hours. Um, yeah, it was weird, but it was fun, and I'm glad. I'm really glad I did it. Yeah, I, I remember tuning in when you first started it, and then you know. The next evening, tuning in again, it's like, oh, she just looks so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> it it was fun listening to you chatting with the fans and everything. There were some really great conversations. 
actually, you know what? They 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 kept me awake. So thank you um, for all the callers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it was going to um, be the game that was going to keep me awake, but it was definitely the callers. You know, they kept me engaged. How how much um, um, money did you end up raising for random match? Uh, it was it was a little over five thousand. Actually, I don't even know the exact total. Um, yeah, wow, it, was, it was a little awesome. over five thousand. Yeah. Um kind of in the same name, you you posted the other day about a raffle you were doing, I think, to help out a fan. Oh, yeah. To talk about it. And, yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so the raffle, okay, this was in Dallas Con. So while, while I was dressed up as Princess Bubblegum, this was like the first time I really um, – because my first two cons was New Jersey and in England. And, you know, I was really new and I still didn't really, uh, I, I didn't know what the extent of what I was allowed and not allowed to do was. And so Dallas was the first time where I really started pushing those boundaries and, you know, you know, looking behind my back. Was that okay? Was that okay? Um, so, you know, I dressed up. I, I did this fan art contest. I took... Uh, the three winners out. We did like this whole ghost tour thing downtown, had dinner, um, and that was a lot of fun. And yeah, this was the first time I really took the time to just hang out, you know, in the lobby and talk to people. And uh, and Chelsea, um, she was like a tiny little girl, uh, and completely misjudged her age, you know. But she had all this stuff, and she was just like a, a delight to be around. And I, you know, I saw her pop up everywhere. Um, uh, you know, as well as karaoke and stuff. And so after, you know, I, I started, I got these messages um, from a few of her friends. Um, you know, they told me, told me Chelsea's story. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I remember Chelsea's. And, you know, they just asked if I could help. And, you know, I decided I'd, I'd donate, I'd donate, uh, I'd donate something. I, I don't remember what it was. Um, but first, you know, I, being the guy that I am, I was like, okay, well, if you know, insurance should be able to take it. You know, they're gonna they're gonna try everything they they can not to pay up. Obviously, you just kind of have to bother them to put in so many hours until they'll finally do it because it's you know it's in their interest not to pay even if they have to. Um, but she's exhausted all options, and so um, so yeah, I, I I told her I would help. Um, you know, I said if there's a ever anything that I could do. And I, I say this quite often um, at cons, especially, like, I'm, I'm very pro-artist, you know, because being a freelancer is tough, tough work. Um, mm. And, you know, I, I've kind of been through that. So if I've ever said that to you, please feel free to reach out because I mean it. You know, I, I told her, if there's ever anything I could do to help you, you know, just let me know. And so there was, and, and so now I'm trying to help. Um, and that's it. You know, it was, um, yeah, raising money, you know. It, so I donate a, a, a lunch, and you know, she put it on her thing. And, you know, and, yeah, it was, again, it's one of those things like, yeah, it could just be a lunch, but, you know, I don't want to, you know, essentially I'm just going to, I'm going to, I get to meet someone, going to talk to them, you know, probably end up being friends, you know. this It's not, I'm not just going to, go sit down, have lunch, and check out. It's like, oh, does it, you know? So, mm-hmm. I know, I think this will be fun. Again, every, every time I do something that 
something like this where I, there's no precedence that I've heard of, um, it's, it's just testing the waters for me. You know, I, I very much want to take down any barriers between, you know, fandoms and the people on the shows they watch. I would, I would really love, honestly, that World Couch Tour, that was, I would love to do that. I did that um, in L.A. You know, there was a, I was there for a Tuesday. The show was going to come on. I'm like, ah, oh, well, I can go back to, uh, I could go back to my friend's house and watch with a bunch of their friends, or I could just cr- crash this random dorm at the school that I'm shooting this short film at. And so I did. And there's a bunch of supernatural fans there, and uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, and I kind of, kind of like doing that, just randomly popping up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun. That's one of the many reasons why fandom just loves you because you're basically one of us, and you know you're you are one of us, and you just go you. It's just awesome, and that's why I think fandom just loves you and was just devastated with Kevin's death. Well, you know what? I think the fandom has a lot more fun than we do, so I (laughs) I just don't want to be left out. Um, has anyone on the on the on Supernatural ever mentioned to you, knowing what you do, just joining in and part of the conventions or going to the drama and say and go either either saying maybe you should step back or it's not really you shouldn't really it's like if you're on the show you shouldn't be that much part of fandom or anything or it's just like oh go have fun. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know what? Surprisingly, yeah, I have. Um, not, you know, no one from the show. I mean, they, like the the cast and crew, they just kind of shake their head at me like, what are you thinking, Osric? And <laughs> and I just tell them, I'm like, I just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to have fun. You know, it was, it was fun, you know? And my manager, <laughs> so my, my team of representatives, uh, you know, they're, they're always unsure. It's like, oh, I don't know if you should do that. I'm like, I'm like, don't worry. They're not bad people. No one's gonna kidnap me. No one's gonna do this. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I push my luck a lot, but I, I never, I never really feel like I'm in danger of anything. You know, I'll, I'll do things, and uh, you know, I guess I'll deal with the consequences after. But I've, I, I like to believe. I like to believe that everyone is inherently good. And I, I don't ever want to be, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist. I like to see the best in people, and I don't want to not trust anyone just because of the potential that anyone could have for evil. You know, I will trust anyone and everyone implicitly until they give me reason not to, right? And, and that's just, that's how I've always been. You know, I will trust you. We're strangers. I will trust you with, you know, with all of my heart until you do something that, tells me that I can't, you know, and yeah, that, that's just how I am with everyone and, you know, including the fandom. So, you know, I, I just do things not, not expecting bad things to happen, you know, I just do it because I, because I want to do it. I, um, I know that you, um, you said you wore the Princess Bubblegum costume because uh, she's one of your favorite characters. What was the inspiration for the Rapunzel costume? <laughs> Uh, so after I didn't dress up for Halloween for no particular reason, I, I really should have, um, I start, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll dress up for Burkhan again, you know, because 
I got flack for dressing up as Princess Bubblegum, and I got flack for not dressing up as anything in Chicago. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll dress up again. Um, and I started asking for for costume ideas, and so people started tweeting me all these things. And then I had a friend who said, Oz, I have a Rapunzel outfit. It's a dress. It's a small, but it might just fit you. And I had seen fan art for um, for Rapunzel slash Kevin, you know, because we both hold frying pans, uh, well, Rapunzel Entangled. Uh, great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. And that one episode with Kevin holding this giant frying pan, you know, and he also cooks the hot dogs in it. Um, and so I started seeing all this, you know, this crossover fan art of the two. I'm like, that's perfect. In a Rapunzel dress with Kevin's frying pan, which was <laughs> super heavy, um, and and Val, one of the one of the um, organizers at Creation, just wanted it so bad that, that I gave it to her at the end. Um, I was going to auction it off for charity, but <laughs> I just gave it to her because she was going to cook with it. Um, Val, so yeah, it was, right? Yeah, I know who yeah. you're talking about. Val, she's awesome. <laughs> she was funny. She was just staring at me. She's like, I was like, you know that you know that frying pan's not going back to the room with you. What are you talking about? It's like, I've been eyeing it all weekend. I want it. <laughs> cast, so cast iron frying pans are excellent to cook with. So, yeah, I know what she's talking about. <laughs> it, it, it was a, you know, you can you can cook, you can fry like 20 eggs at that thing. Yeah, it was a, yeah. Good, it's a good frying pan. I got a great deal online. My goodness, Amazon these days, eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, I, I loved both those costumes. I thought you were you looked great. And um, at Burkhan, the second day, was that Crowley? You were in the suit with the flower. Were you Crowley? Uh, the flower was, was the Crowley touch. But basically, Saturday, okay, I started, I, I was, like, really panicking because I, I had heard that, you know, again, through my managers, and like, you know what, there, there's – there's probably going to be some complaints. You know, I people go to these conventions to see Osric, not Princess Bubblegum. Like, maybe, like, you, you shouldn't dress up. Just go as yourself. You know, people want to be there with Kevin Trent. And, and you know, but I've, I only hear the opposite. I only hear, it's like, oh, the crosses are great. And, and so I was so conflicted of whether or not to dress up or not dress up because I could see the arguments for both. You know, I, I'm like, I get it. People go there to see me. On the other hand, Costumes are fun, and I always, you know, I like to cosplay. <laughs> and there's a lot of people with that mindset. Um, so, you know, it was, I, I didn't know which, what to do. And so, um, you know, I started talking to Creation, and they actually asked me, one, they asked me to do this interview thing, um, which is, I, I don't know, I think it's just for the website, but they asked me if I could stay on the Saturday and just interview a bunch of people. And I took that opportunity to say yes, and can I get both a photo op, you know, one in costume, one without. Um, and so they were totally cool with it. And, yeah, so, and so I think, I think I'm going to be able to do that next year, too. Um, I get one day in costume, one day without. And because it was the interview thing, I decided I would just dress up and do, you know, I assumed it was like a red carpet thing, and so I, you know, bought a little bath mat red carpet that I would roll out for people to stand on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, it was a fun thing. I just got to, it was a good excuse to run around and talk to random people. Yeah. 
Um, and I just, speaking of conventions, I, oh, sorry. Oh, I just I just had to ask, what uh, painting Nisha's nails? That was probably oh. one of my most favorite convention moments I've seen. I've seen the videos of that. <laughs> what? Why did you? Des- what made you decide to go on stage and just give <laughs> Nisha a manicure? I was just going to ask that. I was just going to ask that. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that was such a random moment, um, even for us, honestly. <laughs> there was, um, I, I was, yeah, I came down. I was about to do the thing, and and uh, and they're like, oh, Osric, you're still here. We thought, you know, we thought you were... Like, we didn't know you were in the hotel. I'm like, yeah, I'm staying here. Apparently, they were looking for me. I'm like, I, I think I was one of the few guests that was actually staying at the hotel. Um, I'm like, Misha's on stage. I'm like, oh, cool. It's like, I think it'd be funny if you, uh, if you went out there and started filing his nails or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, sure. Um, and so they brought out this stuff, and there's, there's black nail polish. I'm like, ooh, could do that too. Uh, <laughs> and so I just, I had my bath mat. I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. And waited for the. Per, I mean, he wasn't sitting down, but you know, being that he kind of he was, we kind of knew that he would sit down. So I just went out there, did my best not to make eye contact with him because I did not want to break. Um, you know, I just rolled it out and started painting his nails and try to try to do it as best I could. But it was it's actually really hard to paint nails, and um, I'm I'm sure you girls know it a lot better than I do. But yeah, we just did it. You know. And it was, it was, it was a weird thing, but we just, we just went for it. I know. I, I think we, the guys get bored easily, so we're always thinking of things that we can do to have have fun. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. And he kept it on the entire time. I think he still has it on. I don't think he has nail polish remover actually. I I thought it was just awesome how you just went out there, sat down, painted his nails, never said a word or anything, and then when you're done, just got up and left. It was just genius. It was awesome. <laughs> and then Richard did the other hand, right? Richard? Yeah. yeah. The other hand. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I won that contest, by the way. I looked at both of them. I definitely did a better job. <laughs> he, did, he got more on. He, he, he just, like, globbed it over. You know, but it was it was messy. It was on his skin and everything. You know, I I just tried like the one the one stroke, and then I was just trying to fill it in without getting the bumps. Uh, <laughs> makes me appreciate nail care. That's for sure. So now we know in the future if we have a choice between you or Richard giving a manicure, always go with you. Okay, got oh, it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Do you have? Uh, I know you. Uh, what what conventions are you doing, um, if any, in 2014? Uh, I think currently I'm signed up for for VanCon. Uh, what else? Toronto and DC. But I think I think after the last one, I think they're trying to bring me to all of them, which would be cool. Um, and if they do. I have a actually I have a question for you girls that that I that I was um, yeah I was racking my brain about this I, w- I wasn't sure if this was a good idea but 
for all of these conventions, like I'm, I'm going to dress up. Like this is, this is going to be the thing that I, I do at all these conventions, especially because I think they're bringing me back for both days. So I can do one, one day dressed up, one day not dressed up, um, which is a lot of fun. But I was thinking because actually, you know, I, I try to keep myself as busy as possible and putting together these costumes is actually, it's very time consuming because I'm a little bit of a, a perfectionist and I just like, you know, I, I like the costume to look as real as possible. But I was thinking that I would commission cosplayers who are going to these conventions to uh, to make me a costume. Oh, and that would yeah, that would be a great mm-hmm. idea. And I was, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I couldn't tell if it was a good idea or not. You know, I've been asking myself, I've been asking, you know, my friends, and they have no idea. They're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so I don't, yeah, I know, that was just a, a thought that I had. You know, there's such amazing cosplayers, mm-hmm. you know, and these conventions, yeah. you know, they can, they get pretty pricey. So I'm like, if, if I can find some people who'd rather, who, you know, who are looking for some sort of job, you know, make me a costume. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for the materials. I'll I'll pay for your time as well. You know, maybe I'll take you for lunch if I if I have uh, if I have the time for it. And you know, I can kind of do a little promotion for, you know, whatever blog or cosplay mm-hmm. or anything. Um, I thought would that you, might be would you give them a good idea. Would you give them mm-hmm. guidelines like like say I I want a costume like. I want a costume of chain mail and a sword, or would you just say, or give them free reign? Because you know you could end up in a loincloth with a <laughs> helmet in it. <laughs> Very true. Very true. And I would probably wear it. Um, but I, I again, hear yeah. That out there? <laughs> this is a this is this is a thought in progress. Um, so you know, still figuring it out. But I was I was thinking that I would get like people to you know. Submit your, you know, portfolio of stuff that you've you've cosplayed as before, and maybe a proposal, and you know, and I'll glance through all of them, and if there's one I like, then I'll, you know, then I'll respond, and I'll, and I'll post it up. Like this, well, maybe I won't post it up because I, I do like that it's a secret every time. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll do that, you know, and then I'll I'll deal with uh, the one person. But it's, it would uh, be really cool if you came as Kevin. Freaking solo sometime, you know. Actually, that's uh, solo, that's but... that one. That one's already on on the on the idea block. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, cool. I'm, de- I'm I'm definitely but, doing and, that one. And you, and you uh, what about Katniss? You might need to do a Katniss. Probably, yep, I'm, yep. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna try to stay away from the girls for a while because <laughs> the or the princesses at least. You know, I've done two princesses already. It was yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, I got to branch out a little bit. Um, as much as I like wearing dress and tights, uh, I'll I'll have to do a few without. Um, I think yeah. I think this getting a fan, you know, someone. I think that's a great idea because there are so many Ooh. talented people in our fandom, and you know, going to the conventions, you see their amazing costumes that they put together. And I, a friend of mine, um, her first name is Ginger. I don't want to say her last name in case she doesn't want me to say it, but. I'll have to let her know that you're thinking of this because she does. She makes amazing costumes, and she goes to the different conventions. She does um, anime costumes, and she's done Supernatural, and she's just amazing. So I'll have to send her your way. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I mean, again, there's 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 so many conventions. You know, I, I just I as much as I would love to just do it in pure secrecy, I I, I just can't you know take the time to do so many 
costumes. Um, but, you know, it'd be cool. You know, make me a costume, I'll buy you a and j photo op or something, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, thought in progress. You know, if you, if you have any ideas, you know, let me know. I'll, uh, if, if I end up going to all of the cons, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll probably make this more official. Um, but I think that'd be fun. And I, <laughs> I, I would, I'm totally okay with the, the guy that invests the most into cons. I think I, I spend the most money on cons out of all the all the guests. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I love that you you go and you stay, you go to the conventions as a fan too. You do your thing, your panels, your photos, but then you also go to other people's and participate as a fan, and that just makes me even just love you even more and respect you even more because you do that. And I just, how you've embraced fandom is just made, I think, put you, gave you, put you in a special place in all of our hearts because you've, you've just really become mm-hmm. one of us. Well, you know what, it, it didn't start off that way because at first I wanted to check out the other panels as, you know, kind of a homework thing. You know, I, I just wanted to see what, what, what it was like. And so at Chicago, I started off going to, to all the different panels and I would sit in different spots in the theater just to see how, you know, how you hear things differently depending on where you are or how you see things differently. And, um, yeah, it, the, the experience varies so much depending on where you are. And the panel, you know, every single panel is so different um, that I, I guess, that, you know, I, I couldn't really figure out a, a right or a wrong way to do it. Um, but but it was a lot of fun, so I just kept mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> Have you I mean, attended couple... any of Sebastian, Sebastian's panels? <laughs> yeah, my first Sebastian panel, I don't I don't know what I was seeing. Uh, I was <laughs> I was way way, way no in the knows. back and I I couldn't even understand a word he was saying, but I just saw this you know, this French guy running, prancing across the stage and, you know, <laughs> gyrating against these poles. And, I, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't hear anything, you know. Um, but it was, yeah, it was still interesting. Yeah, there's a reason why his panels on the, um, in the um, schedules always say for 18 and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, but I, I think my favorite thing, you know, watching these panels is, you know, I just usually I'll just find someone that's sitting alone and I'll sit next to them, and then we just start talking. I know it's it's cool just to hang out with someone randomly like that, mm-hmm. especially someone like way far in the back. I, I try to do that at karaoke too, but it's a little bit trickier. Cool. <laughs> um, I, I a couple of my favorite moments at the Chicago convention were when Misha picked you up and gave you as first prize to the cast cosplay winner. And the other one, the other one with you went, we, you went like running up on stage right after Jensen and Jared's panel and you just leaped to Jared's office. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. It just cracked me up. Were you like planning that or was it just a spontaneous, I, I must do this? <laughs> okay, for, for, the, for the costume contest, actually I didn't know there was a costume contest. Um, I had no idea. I just wanted to dress. I just wanted to dress up as Castiel and watch his panel. That was the original idea. Um, then I go downstairs and people like, like, oh, you're late for the costume contest. And they're like, oh, wait, Osric. And then I'm like, there's a costume contest. 
<laughs> and I freaked out, and I started running down. And I saw, you know, I see, like, 30 Castiles on stage. I didn't even know Misha was there. And I just started, like, sprinting down the, the aisle, and I just, and then I saw Misha there, like, oh, goodness, he's judging everyone. So I just went to the end of the line. And, the, you know, I, I feel a little bit bad because uh, he, he skipped, like, three or four of the of the the castes and 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 he just like picked me up and I'm like all right. <laughs> okay, that was a that was a really fun moment and yeah he was walking up the stairs with me I'm like oh god is he gonna be able to hold me? Um, but when he put when he put me in Ghostbuster Cass's arms you know I'm like oh you know what this this is pretty cool. Um, yeah she was a she was a, she was strong. <laughs> I felt safer in her arms. Maybe because she wasn't walking. Did you hear? Did you hear Misha say later that? That uh, he was talking about picking you up, and he said that you were more dense than he thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did hear that. I take pride in that. I'm I'm a fairly dense guy, you know. I I don't <laughs> swimming is very hard because I don't float very well. It's uh, you know, good and a bad thing. Uh, yeah, we yeah were and, and for the carried you up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for Jared's th- uh, the end. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Richard just uh, gave me an imaginary award, and I was just super happy to have it. <laughs> <laughs> I had, yeah, I had no idea he was going to do that. I'm like, yes, time for celebration. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just that was a really fun convention. I was just really happy Ooh. to be to be happy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And I love how you brought cupcakes for everybody's birthdays at the last one. It's just you're so thoughtful. Yeah, well, it was it was my roommate's birthday, and I knew she was gonna go. And I originally I was just gonna embarrass her. I'm like, no, she's not, she's kind of an introvert. She wouldn't like that. And I'm like, you know, I'll get her cupcakes. I'm like, oh, but it, I don't want to single her out. There's gonna be so many people's birthdays. And originally I was, I was I'm like, how many birthdays do you think would be on a Friday? Um, and originally I was going to get 24, but then carrying two boxes was going to be too awkward, although I probably should have anyways. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I got a dozen, and I thought it would be fun just to wish everyone happy birthday instead of, you know, just like, you're special because you're my roommate. It's like, no, I, you know, I, I love her. She's great. And, you know, I, yeah, there was a lot of birthdays. There's a lot of birthdays. but Yeah, was, yeah. It was fun. It was a nice way to, to wrap, it, wrap it up, I think. Mm. Cupcakes. They're oh, good cupcakes. I, I got them from Yummy Cupcakes. <laughs> oh, the Yummy Cupcakes are good. I've had their cupcakes before. They are very good. Yeah, actually, I actually, I, um, yeah, my birthday, sorry? I was um, in L.A. for um, L.A. Con a couple years ago, and it was my birthday, and my um, Vinny, our other co-host, who's not here tonight, she and I got cupcakes from Yummy Cupcakes for my birthday. Ah, yeah, actually, I actually had to get up. I was... I was kind of afraid that I was going to miss my panel. I'm like, I need to get the birthday people cupcakes, but the place doesn't open until till like 10 o'clock, and my panel starts at 11, or I had some, I had a meet and greet at 10.50, and so I was, <laughs> I was kind of afraid, because like, I have to get the cupcakes, I have to go back to my room, I have to put on my dress, and then I got to go. Um, but luckily, luckily, I, I was able to call, you know, and they, they let me in early, and uh, it was good. But it got really close. I was, I was nervous I was going to be able to put the dress on and, you know, the hair and the, the eyebrows and all that in time. Uh, but it worked out. And then there was actually a fan there who was dressed as Flynn, right? Rapunzel. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was Krista, and I, I think I've seen her at. I saw it first in New Jersey, and I saw her again in Chicago. Um, you know, she, there's there's definitely a lot of faces that you you recognize. As, you know, the more cons you go to, and she's one of them. And um, and yeah, she sent me a tweet. It's like, if you tell me what it is. Hello. Yes, we're here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it told me I was in the host queue. Um, anyway, she sent me a tweet. She's like, "If if you you know if you let me know what it is, you know I could I could dress up and uh, and I didn't I didn't tell her, but I'm like frying pan. That's all I said, and she she figured it out. <laughs> Aw, that's awesome. Yeah, so I had a prince. It was nice. Yeah, and I thought it worked great. You know, she. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! I just. I'm going to miss you so much on Supernatural, and I'm so glad we're still going to get to see you at the conventions and everything. Do you have any um, anything lined up um, filming-wise, you know, acting-wise? Uh, there's, there's a few projects, actually. Um, I'm going to L.A. on Monday, and there's, there's a, it's a short film, I think, for Funny or Die, uh, the website, which, which, you know, those are really fun. Um, and there's another movie that I'm on hold for, so that might happen. There's another movie in Louisiana early next year that I'm set to do. Um, but the thing that I would really love to do is just, you know, take some time off and write. Um, as, you know, as an actor, you only get to control so much. And I, honestly, I, I'm itching to do a martial arts anything. Um, so I think I'm just going to write my own script and, and make it, work and and then I'm going to see if I can you know find someone to help me make it but I would love to write and produce more producing than writing but yeah I guess it's it's just really taking control of of my career instead of waiting for opportunities that may or may not come by yeah well, love that's to do. Cool. Yeah. sounds good you got it you know if if no one else is out there doing what you want to do, you go out and do it yourself. I like that. Pretty much. Yeah. I I'm I'm impatient. I don't like to wait on other people. I just want to go out there and do it. So, and so I will. And I had one more question. Um, the other night when the episode was airing, and Jared mentioned to you that he still had the card that had Kevin Tran's name written on it. And have you decided if you're going to do anything with that for charity? Uh, yeah, but I, I'm not going to take that away from Jared or his baby. I'm, I'll, I'll do something in, in Thomas's name. Um, yeah. If there's anything we can do to help you with it, just let us know. We'll definitely help promote it. Well, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Thank you very much, girls. Yeah, it'll, it'll be nice. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the guys again, you know, probably at whatever con. Um, or maybe I'll just drop, I mean, they're in Vancouver. Maybe I'll just drop by on set sometime. It's close. This is this is still home for me, so I'll be back. We're such huge fans of yours, and we just love you yeah. to death. And yep, we're gonna miss Kevin very much. We'll miss you. Uh, of course, we still have you. <laughs> well, thank you, girls, so much. I mean, you. I mean, this podcast is awesome, and your website. You know, you guys are like one of the biggest cornerstones of the fandom. So, thank you so much for you know, doing what you're doing and continuing to do it as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. That, that means a lot to us. Thank you. It means a lot. Yeah. 
And you're welcome on our you're welcome on our podcast anytime. Any project you're doing, we would love to talk to you about it. So, and hopefully, um, I will find. Susan has gotten to meet you. Vinny and I haven't gotten to meet you in person yet. So hopefully Vinny and I will get to meet you in Vancouver this year for the convention. So. Oh, that's right. I am doing Vancouver. Yes, I'm doing Vancouver. Yes. So um, keep my fingers crossed that Vinny and I get to go because I, I really want to meet you finally in person. So. That would, yes. be, that would be wonderful. Oh, there's another thing. There's another thing that uh well actually no I shouldn't say that uh, okay well there's another there's another idea that I had bouncing around my head I tweeted this out um, that people gave me this great idea that my 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 manager was unsure of um, but I might do it anyways uh, maybe I actually actually I shouldn't say it right now uh, okay let's yeah let's let that be a surprise for later. Okay, we will be watching out for that. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry for the tease. I, I'm like, I should share this. I'm like, no, well, no, no. This is, this such a probably... tease. You're such a tease. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm just, I, I try to do, you know, okay, yeah, maybe, I'll, okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you let us know when you're ready. <laughs> I will, but it's it's a it's, I yeah I shouldn't tease any further. It's I think it will be fun. It will be fun. There are plenty of insurance issues, which is why they think I shouldn't. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to do these things. Um, okay, yeah. Anyways, always always thinking of things to do. So you know, if you guys ever have great ideas, you know, just send me a message, tweet me, whatever. And, you know, if I can do these things, I definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in mind, even if it has insurance issues. <laughs> even, even if it does, you know, then I just have to do it under, you know, under the radar, not not on anyone's <laughs> eyeline. Um I'm picturing yeah. you jumping out of a plane dressed as Princess Bubblegum, so that would be an insurance <laughs> issue for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I ever do that again, I will <laughs> I will do it in secret. Um, <laughs> Did you have any last questions for Osric, Susan? Um, I don't think so. We'll miss you. So hopefully we'll miss you, girls. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I thought we see Kevin again eventually. Like you said, maybe old time, old faith, or as the secret agent in heaven. Everybody comes back at least once after they die on Supernatural. So that's true. I I think technically Kevin did die that like split second when Metatron saved him. Now he took took his life back. Um, But yes. that would be a lovely surprise. Unfortunately, will, they never they never tell me that I'm on an episode until like the week before. So it can it <laughs> it can happen at any point, and I'll 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 have this wonderful surprise of an email or a call, maybe. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> we will be keeping our fingers crossed because we definitely want to see Kevin again. Oh, thank you, thank you very much, girls. 
All right, I'm going to have uh, dinner. It's actually my dad's birthday party soon, so I'm going to oh, I'm going to get out there oh, and uh, Well, thank you. Um, but Thanks. girls, Thanks. please Thanks. have it a happy holiday. Everyone have, you know, happy holiday, Merry Christmas, all, all those things. And uh, Susan, I hope you feel better soon. Um, oh, thank you. Know. you. And we'll, yeah, we'll be, is it January 7th is the next episode? 14th, January 14th. 14th. January 14th. All right. All right. That, that'll be the day. Let's, uh, oh, so much, I really want to know what happens after the aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Us too, yeah. Wait. That's why we call it yeah. hellatus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, girls. Thank, thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Oz. Thank you, We always love having you on. All right. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. Have Bye-bye, Audrey. Bye. Have a good night. You too. And for all of our uh, listeners, don't hang up. We're, Susan and I will continue to talk about the episode after. Um, give our views on it. So don't go away. Yeah. First of all, I just say Osric is just amazing. Absolutely love Osric. He, he is. Oh, he he's just awesome. He is. He's just the best, and and he's so funny, and I I love how enthusiastic and optimistic and fearless he is. I, I part of me worries for him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, right. uh, the motherly you know, part I, of it says yes. <laughs> yes, we we fear for him. Hopefully, he won't be jumping out of a plane anytime soon. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this okay. is a great, this was a this was a bad week for fandom, I think, because I don't know if any of our if any of our listeners also watch Walking Dead. There was a yes. huge mass Walking Dead, and then you know two days later. Kevin died. It was like not a good week. I mean, I, I never really talk back to the TV. And Sunday yeah. night on Walking Dead, Tuesday night Supernatural. I'm screaming at the TV. It's just been uh-huh. a crazy, crazy week. It was, yeah. The Walking Dead death was also a a long time, much loved character. Well, <laughs> one of the deaths was, <laughs> and. And then, of course, losing Kevin. I, I was not ready. I was not ready to let him go. No, I just wasn't. me neither. I sat, and I was watching. Like, so I was talking back to the TV. I was looking, and I went, oh, no. You know, just no way. I, I was just like, like Dean. And, and I mean, I, we touched on it very briefly with Osric. I mean, Dean must feel because he got, he got so- Kevin killed. And it totally, it, you know, explains, you know, what Jensen's been talking about at the conventions about Dean's dark place. Because yeah, mm-hmm. you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept talking about this, this emotional difficult scene that that he was having a hard time with. And I, I mean, I, me, and probably many people just assumed the scene would be over Sam, and it kind of was. But it was also, I think, it must have been. Kevin's death as well, as well. So that's the thing. It was very emotional for him to do. It's like, you know, Sam and Dean took Kevin in, you know, as basically a little brother. And, you know, they took care mm-hmm. of him, and you know, after his mom died. And he had nowhere to go. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, 
And he told, you know, he, he's told Kevin so many times this season, you know, that, to trust him, even in this episode, you mm-hmm. know, trust him. And Kevin mm-hmm. told him, you know, I do, but I always get screwed. And, yeah. uh, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, of course, you can't plan these things, but, you know, those were like basically Kevin and Dean's last words, you know, with each other. And, yeah. and, you know, there was no chance to say goodbye or farewell or I'm sorry or anything. And, yeah, it was, it was awful. And it was so heartbreaking to realize that Kevin is, what, 18 years old when he died? Still a kid, maybe 19? No. Seventh, seventh season was when he first came on and he was working on college. So I'd say yeah, I'd put him around I'd put him around nineteen maybe. Yeah. At the so, oldest. Yeah. That's the oldest. That's not very old. I mean, he's, no. he's still young, you know. And, and to think that is just oh, and and remember yeah. just last last week, you know, we were talking about the preview for this episode, and we're like, if they hurt Kevin, <laughs> you know, and. <laughs> Oh, little did we know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we love Jim Michaels calling in and saying, oh, you know, you were on the death board a while ago. <laughs> you know, you were yeah. on the love and that. So, so we uh, we got, got more Kevin than, you know, than you know, we got bonus Kevin. Yes, they were going to kill him off earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. There's there's so much about this episode, Claire, and I have to say, you know, these these two writers that wrote this episode, Brad and Eugenie, I, I you know, we heard the basic idea was you know mid season cliffhanger, and it's always a huge huge episode, a lot happens, and it's very important and and everything, and I was all excited, and then I saw the writers, and I went, oh dear, they've written several of my least favorite episodes. I, I am I'm not a big fan of their writing, but I, I with this episode, if they keep going in this direction, for me it was a turnaround. Yeah. I thought it was much better than their yeah. usual. So I agree. Yeah. This, this was this was their uh best episode I think for yeah, the writers. I really I really did and mm-hmm. I have to say mm-hmm. I miss Sam Winchester. When the season yeah. started and, you know, with Sam getting possessed by who we thought was Ezekiel, I was like, oh, this is going to be a great storyline. But as the show goes on and on, I miss Sam. I mean, we mm-hmm. got very, very little Sam in this episode. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then we get, um, you know, the big reveal that it's not Ezekiel, it's Gadriel. And huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Oh. Osric just tweeted um, that his dad. Osric just tweeted to us and said his dad said hi, says hi and thanks. <laughs> oh, you know, just when I think I, I can't love him more, I, he does something like that and just have he's, to love him he's, more. He's just awesome. Love him. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna love meeting him. Just love it. It was, I it was so exciting to. Introduce myself, and it was just like, wee! It was like an old friend, you know? So, yeah, you guys are just going to have such a good time with him. Uh, anyway, my question is something Gadriel said. He said at the end, he said, Sam 
Sam isn't here anymore. Sam is gone. There is no more Sam. Yeah, and that was very worrisome. How, how long, how long has Sam been gone? I mean, I, I, at first I thought, well, it's just right then when it, there's the, everybody knows it's Gadriel now, not, you know, the important people, Dean and, and all that. So we know. And he mentions to Dean, he admits that, yes, he's been listening in every now and then. And then Gadriel plays Sam in, in the spell and the sigils when Dean supposedly has him under control and he can actually talk to Sam. Well, he was actually talking, talking to Gadriel, acting as Sam. So is that the first time it's been Gadriel acting as Sam? Has he done this? Before that's a very Sam. That's a yeah. That's a really good question because he did an excellent job, as, you know, as Sam. I know it's Jared playing, you know, but mm-hmm. it was yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. But it was Jared pretending to be, you know, it was Jared pretending to be Sam, who was possessed by Ezekiel. It's possessed by Gadriel pretending to be Ezekiel pretending to be Sam. I mean, it's very complicated. <laughs> it is. And, it is. It's mind bending. Uh, yeah, it's like I. I really, 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 I, I, I love. I, I really like the storyline. I think this season is kicking ass. It's an amazing mm-hmm. season. But mm-hmm. I really hope that they. Solve the Sam part of it. We get to see Sam Winchester more mm-hmm. than than you know Sam possessed by Gadriel. Yeah, I'm 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 missing Sam. And now that there's been this big reveal, I mean, I want them. I mean, I don't want it to be resolved too quickly either because it's we've had nine episodes of this storyline, so I I don't think it's going to be resolved. In, in five minutes, I mean, will Gadriel take another vessel? He can't take it. It, it. They have to let them in, of course. But and be out of Sam, so we get Sam. It's Sam going to have. I'm it, really it, surprised. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it to be too fast. It can't be too fast. It can't be too easy because it's too it's too huge. But I don't hope. I hope it doesn't carry on for, you know. 12 more episodes, you know, but it's taken nine to get to this point. So I, I'm, I'm really surprised that we haven't seen Tom O'Pennicant more than just the first episode. Uh, yeah. You know, I really expected to see him more, more, especially since he did no press whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, because like we've, we've mentioned it before, Tomo is a big name in genre television, you know, mm-hmm. and and they still show him you know, in the previous leaves and all that. So I'm wondering if maybe Gadriel will eventually repossess whoever Tomo's yeah. supposed to actually be, you know, his vessel. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, will he, will he just go back? And that, and that reminds me when, when, you know, for lack of a better name, Tomo wakes up in, in Sam's hospital room doesn't he say, you know, where, where am I? What what's happened? He's very confused. Mm-hmm. But he, if he was taken by an angel, he has to say. He yes. would have had to, yeah, yeah. So he would have known. But then perhaps Dad Adriel. Now that we know it's Gadriel, 
wiped his memory like he's been doing to Sam. So I suppose that's, that's possible, but, but he did have to say yes in the first place. So maybe if he's reminded of that, he will take him maybe back, he, back in. Maybe Gadriel tricked Tomo um, mm-hmm. in kind of the same way that Dean and Gadriel tricked Sam. Yeah. And speaking of, of now that we know this is Gadriel, and, and we did have a very frightening moment, and at least I did, for a second when, when um, Metatron meets up with him, meets up with Sam and says, you know, I, you know, I know who you are. I was afraid he was going to say Lucifer. That I when know. he said he'd been a prisoner yes. for so long, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, we've had so many, you know, people call in, you know, and say that they've heard mm-hmm. that. And I was like, and mm-hmm. we were like, oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I was like, oh, my God, they were right, you know. Briefly. <laughs> <And, laughs> yeah, and then, oh, but, okay, okay. But, no. Yeah, uh, for the, but, now, there's been a lot of confusion about Gadriel and the, and the angel. So, now, there, I just want to clear up a few things. Maybe Gadriel, who's possessing Sam, is his name is spelled G-A-D-R-E-E-L. There's a completely different angel, uh, apparently, whose name is Gadriel, G-A-D-R-I-E-L. But the one possessing Sam is G-A-D-R-E-E-L. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people mentioned, well, if you know he was in prison, so he's been released, so does that mean Lucifer and Michael have been released? Well, he was in prison in heaven. You know, yes. all the angels right. in heaven fell. Whereas Lucifer right. and Michael are, are in prison in hell, even though they're angels, they're in hell. So it's completely yes. different prisons. So they're still yes, there. They're, they're Lucifer the and Michael are still there. Yeah. Now, Gad, Gadriel, it's, I got the impression that he he thinks he thinks he's innocent, that he did not commit the crime of letting the serpent into paradise. Um because he says, you know, that that wasn't me. I I didn't do that. But God imprisoned him for thousands of years for for doing this. Now was Gadriel also duped, and that's how he let the serpent in, perhaps. And that's why he's insisting that that he's not bad. And it sounds to me like he still he still has good intentions, like he's trying to do good, he's trying to make up for these things. And just like Cass, he wants to do it so badly that he's he's willing to overlook things about Metatron that he should be suspicious about and and because he so wants to do penance or, or make up for what he had supposedly done and clear his reputation. It's very similar to Cass's situation. And I had perhaps an epiphany or perhaps a, a crazy moment when I was rewatching it and, and making my notes that Metatron has done this to him and he's done this to Cass and it's very much like charmingly persuading you to do something that's wrong like and and you know better but they've but they've presented such a a great case about it that 
you sort of overlook all the red flags and warnings that your more more good sense is trying to tell you, and you do it. And he's like just a champion at being able to tell that about angels or people who are, are wanting to do this to get what he wants done. And he's very manipulative. And to me, I wonder if if Gadriel's the angel who left the serpent. And I'm wondering if Megatron possessed by the by the serpent, you know. The serpent was Lucifer. So. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's like it's sort of like, well, if he let the serpent in, I wonder if that has to has anything else to do with it. I said it was just a thought. But he's, 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 a, we, he's a bad a- angel. Don't like that. Uh, we have somebody tweeted to us named Chloe Lewis, tweeted to us, but she's offended apparently by our talking of Dean. She said, um, we're being offensive to Dean as a character, that it's his fault Kevin is dead and deserves to feel like shit. First of all, we didn't say that. And she also said, first time listening to us, and she's very disappointed by the way we talked about Jensen's character. I think Chloe is, is a little misunderstanding what we're saying. Would you like to? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we, I think she's misunderstanding our views on that. First of all, we love Dean Winchester. I mean, Sam mm-hmm. and Dean are the heart and soul of the show. We wouldn't be here if we didn't love Sam and Dean. Um, yes, secondly, we very much love Dean. And, and our love of Dean it has absolutely nothing to do with Jensen. You know, we're very aware of, you know, one's a, one's a real person and, you know, one is a, a character. And as Dean has done or said or disagreeing or being upset with him has nothing to do with Jensen. His portrayal, his acting is, is amazing. So that's that's one thing um, I, I definitely want to say for sure. Dean as a, as a character, I, I love him too. And believe me, just because I'm I'm upset with him over everything with Kevin, and and I, I'm I'm sorry, it it is partially his his fault that Kevin Kevin is dead. I mean he's. You know, he, he's done a lot of things he shouldn't have because of Sam. He's done this all for Sam. His intentions are great. Like he said, I'm, you know, if, if they're, you know, if they're, I can't be, I can't be, quote, oh, right out of my head. He says it in the first episode. He says, there ain't no me without, there ain't no you. There ain't no me if there ain't no you. Yes. And then he says, and he says in this, he says, you got really messed up. So I was really messed up. And he's at, years ago, you know, years ago, he, against every bit of better advice he's ever gotten, he made a deal, you know, at the crossroads to bring Sam back. When it's Sam, his, you know, his his rationing and, and reasoning goes right out the window because it's his Sam and his brother. And just because I don't approve doesn't mean I don't understand and sympathize and and feel horrible for him but you and it's also that's how Dean's going to feel he's going to feel guilty he always feels guilty when he something happens you know when when Ellen and Joe died when uh uh it doesn't it doesn't matter who and he um and him tricking Sam into taking the angel and then he of course he didn't know who it was it's Sam's going to feel guilty for killing Kevin and and that's that's uh, right there too. So overall, we love him and I understand him. But I but it's but but yes, 
the, some of the things and he I has think done Jensen, for the sake of Sam has. And I, and I think Jensen dollars. would agree with you. Jensen would agree mm-hmm. with you, I think, on that point. Because, um, you know, if, because when it comes down to it, if Dean had not worked with Ezekiel to possess Sam, Kevin would still be alive. He, mm-hmm. It was, you know, Dean brought mm-hmm. the angel into their lives. Dean brought the angel into the bunker. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, sure, it was Metatron who gave, you know, who told, you know, Gadriel to kill Kevin. Mm-hmm. But, again, we wouldn't have had Gadriel in Sam's body if Dean hadn't worked with him. Mm-hmm. And, again, this is not anything against Dean. If I was in his place back when Sam was in the coma, I guarantee you I'd have done the mm-hmm. same thing. If it, you know, sure, if it was but... my brother, my child, my husband, I would have done the same exact thing. So we're not saying yeah. anything mean about Dean. We're not saying anything offensive. We're not, you know, we're not saying anything at all like that. We totally understand. We're not talking, we're, as, as, as this um, tweeter mm-hmm. said, we're not talking shit about Dean at all. We completely Mm-mm. understand. But if Dean hadn't have worked with who we thought was Ezekiel at the time, the angel would not have been in the bunker. The angel would not have killed Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it actually reminds me of when Sam, Dean was in hell, and Sam was working with Ruby and totally unwittingly helping her to raise Lucifer. He exactly. It's horrible. Exactly. It's the same thing. But he did it. And it was bad. It was a terrible thing. And you're like, Sam, Sam, what are you doing? You're, again, looking past all the warnings and red flags that you're getting and doing it because you're desperate and you're feeling guilty about Dean. It's, it's, it's the same sort of thing. And now Dean really understands exactly what how Sam felt. So, yeah. Oh, no. Both of these, both Sam and Dean through the nine years have done some very, you know, questionable things for the good, for mm-hmm. what they thought was the, was, was good reason. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, you can say that Dean started the apocalypse if you wanted to, because when he was in hell, mm-hmm. you know, he, 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 mm-hmm. when he, when he stepped off of that, you know, off of that, what I think mm-hmm. he got off that cross and started torturing souls, that was the first seal that broke to help bring Lucifer mm-hmm. back up out of the cage. So, right. You know, oh, yeah, both of them. Don't yeah, blame us, because... blame, blame the writers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and um, Jensen has said more than once that Dean right now is in a very dark place, and he. And he and Jared had a meeting with the writers, with Jeremy Carver and the writers, because they wanted to discuss it. And in particular, I think Jensen wanted to discuss just where Dean was and the things that he had done. And and of anybody, he knows Dean the best. And if he feels like he needs to ask questions and and talk, he's definitely feeling what's, what's Going on, so um, we're not the only one. The only ones I think uh, uh, that are very upset. And again, it doesn't have nothing to do with us. The foundation of how we feel about Dean, which is you know, love character, and and understand, and again, like you said, would even do it. But 
that doesn't mean it was not a bad thing. And the wrong decision, just because you understand it. So, uh, yeah, and like I said, over the years, they've both done things. And um, Kevin's not the first person in their circle that's been been killed because of them. What about Pamela Barnes? Like, yeah, one of my most favorite scenes is we talked about with Audric about um, heaven shown on Supernatural. Is when they're visiting with Ash and Pam up in heaven, and Dean's talking to Pamela, and he says, hey, you know, I also got Ash killed too. And Ash says, I'm cool with it. And Dean says, see, he's cool with it, you know. <laughs> I, I love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, that you know, it's not, it's, it's not the first one they've, they've just to get their get their agenda as as good as it is, and they know that these things need to be done, and there's evil battling evil all their lives, but they're not above pushing someone who's not ready for it or really shouldn't be a part of it in getting to do what they need to to have it succeed. So, yeah. It's, pretty dark sometimes the decisions that they have to make so, and it's not like now, they haven't um, suffered that's for sure anyway you know because because look at just about you know we we were we've always talked about how it was so nice you know yeah they killed off just about everybody they knew but then they've been rebuilding the group of friends you know garth kevin mm-hmm. Charlie, you know so many and now mm-hmm. you know we've lost kevin and so it's like you know they they had all they had a lot of friends and family and they killed them off and then they built them back up and now I'm hoping not a sign that they're killing them off again because it's like I can't you know mm. lost Bobby lost Kevin we can't lose mm. Garth and Charlie too <laughs> you know, so. yeah you know. um I have another question has Gabriel actually been healing Sam has he been lying about it. I mean, I, I we heard that, you know, he's all duct tape and safety pins, and then he tells, I think Adriel tells uh, Metatron that there's still a lot of work to be done. And I'm like, well, what the heck have you been doing for the last few months? You know, have you done nothing? Of course, he wasn't at full power him, himself, and he has been doing I, some good things. But I, what do you think? I had, I had also another question about this um Oh, I want to thank Jilly and Karen um, on Twitter, by the way, who said that they, that they know that we love both brothers. So thank you. We appreciate that. We're thank so you. happy you're listening to our podcast. Thank you. Um, you know, all the other angels who fell, you know, some of them died, which we learned, Ezekiel, um, Sophia, um, I forget the other one's name, um, that, they, that they mentioned who fell and died. So, but, you know, none of the others seem to be as damaged as Gadriel that he, you know, needed to mm-hmm. heal. I wonder, you know, I, I'm get, I guess there's, you know, like in real life when there's an accident, there's different, you know, levels of, you know, some people mm-hmm. die, some people break a leg, some people, you know, get a scratch. So I'm guessing, you know, it's it's that, but, you know, like, you know, we haven't seen any other angels have to feel like this. Yeah. And I was surprised to hear that angels died in the fall. Like, why Why would they? 
I, I mean, how? I mean, what? I mean, they're angels. If they're falling, is it something about the spell that Metatron did that just kind of seems weird to hear that an angel would just would die from the fall? I don't know. And a bunch of them survived. Like, why did they survive? You know. I, anyway, and and I I have to say. You know, as much as I hate Metatron, you know, love Curtis Armstrong, the actor who plays, and he's doing an amazing job. But you know, everybody hates Metatron. I have, I, I just laugh every time the scene where he's talking about replenishing heaven with, you know, with angels that he likes, and he's like, you know, there could be some funny ones. You know, the way he says it, mm-hmm. I just think it, it's just hilarious. And I think Curtis Armstrong just, I. I yeah, it was just great the way he did that line. It was just a really good line. Yeah, it reminded me of Uriel. You know, everybody says he's the funniest in the in the garrison. Funniest in the garrison. <laughs> Everyone says so. <laughs> um, and and another a, a confusing point for me was as much of a badass scene it was with Cass getting himself talking to Theo. And convince, manipulating him and convincing him to let him go, thinking he could take him to Metatron so he could join join his efforts in heaven. Taking um, Theo's yeah. grace. That was huge. I didn't that know an angel could huge. do that. I thought it only could be their own grace so they can take another yeah. angel's grace. Yeah. That's new. You know, the only thing I can come up with, you know, I you know I thought the grace was the angel part. You know, it was like mm-hmm. their soul, kind of. Right. And you mm-hmm. know, back in um, season four, you know, when Anna was trying to get her grace, you know, it had she was mm-hmm. looking for her grace. And the only thing I can come up with because I tweeted to um, Valerie who tweet who was asking the same question. Um, a few um, last week or this week when it, when the episode aired. The only thing I could come up with was back when Anna was looking for her grace, there weren't 50 million angels around like there are now. And she mm-hmm. knew, you know, they knew where her grace fell at that tree in Kentucky. And so there was, there was grace where they knew to go and get it. Whereas now there's 50 million angels running around. So he doesn't have to look specifically for his grace, I'm guessing. But what I want to know is if he could kill any angel and take the grace and become an angel again, why didn't mm-hmm. he do that earlier in the season, you know, when he was fighting angels and killing angels? Mm-hmm. And yeah, why we... And I, I have to know, give a shout out. He didn't... It, 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 it was very confusing. I'm glad he's an angel again, because mm-hmm. especially there at the end when Kevin died, I was like, oh, maybe... That, you know, we've seen, you know, mm-hmm. they've specifically shown what we thought was Ezekiel, but turned out to be Gadriel, bringing Castiel back from the dead, bringing Charlie back from the dead. I'm like, does this mean Castiel will bring Kevin back from the dead? But from, you know, Osric being on here tonight and everything we've seen tweeted and talked about and the previews. Mm. And, yeah, I know. Like it doesn't sound like he's coming back. And it's, and it's very heartbreaking. Can you bring him back if an angel kills him like that? I mean, the others weren't hurt by an angel, but right. I don't know. And yeah, and also if if Cass doesn't have his own 
grace, then that means he's a little bit limited because he doesn't, like, have fully his own. It's just sort of temporary. Do the effects last? Does he, does he act like Theo after a while? It's very puzzling. You know, there's there's um, SuperWiki tweeted a great response to this. Somebody had the, the same question the other night, and they said, think of it basically as, like, a battery. You know, there, it, the grace is what gives him the power. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, that's a that's a really good way of thinking of of it. You know, I like that theory. Mhm. And I have to say, I loved um, the angel who the actor who played Theo. I, for anybody who watches Psych, which I love Psych, it's another one of my favorite shows from the Vancouver. Sage Brocklebank, who plays Buzz on Psych, is playing Theo the angel, and. On Psyche, he's this really, you know, um, mm-hmm. sweet, innocent, you know, kind of bumbling police, you know, police mm-hmm. man. And then seeing him on here as this big badass angel, you know, with the beard and all that was like, wow, you know, it's pretty crazy. It took me a minute to realize that that's who that was. Mm, that's cool. Um, we have just a few minutes left of our live podcast. Um, we... We can't keep recording, so the full podcast will be here. And I have a, I have a feeling we're going to keep talking for at least a few minutes after our our on-air time ends. Um, but the full podcast will be recorded, um, and it will be available on blogtalkradio.com slash Media Boulevard. Links on our website, Facebook, and Twitter. They're all Winchester Bros. And also through iTunes. Um, so on live, another huge, huge thank you to our, our dear Osric for being on tonight and having a, such great conversation. We will miss Kevin so much, but we're so glad that you're a part of the Supernatural family. Thank you to everybody listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, and thanks to Jim Michaels for calling in. Yes, and thank you, for Jim, for calling in. That was fun. Um. So, okay. Back back to the back to the episode. Um. I thought it was kind of funny that when Sam and Dean get to the biker bar, where there was the big fight between the choir group, the singing group, and the bikers that were all angels. Um, Cass is already there first. And that's not the first time that's happened, like when like Garth has been there first and like, you know, you guys are being Sam and Dean Winchester, big hunters, you're you're often uh last on the scene. <laughs> that's the case, which is kinda of funny. Um And that that but, was probably one of my favorite scenes when um Cass and Sam do the agent agent thing. The look on Cass's face when he says agent to Sam was so cute, so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, you yeah. know, he's like, yeah, he's in, he's in on the joke. He gets it. And I thought that was so cute. Yeah. He was fun. And then he was having, he had his very first beer as a human and made him drunk right away. <laughs> Just the one beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, um, um, KG underscore Supernatural tweeted to us about, um, Cass and the grace thing she said perhaps it's just a really despicable thing to do taking another angel's grace and Cass initially wanted to help angels 
Cass did say he'd become like the rest of the angels and did what he had to do, not what he wanted to do. So that's a very right. good point. That's yeah, mm-hmm. a very good point, Karen. Yeah, and that was a a running theme in this episode. I did what I had to do. They all say it at some point, you know. And is is that good enough? I mean, you say you did what you had to do, but does it make it right? Right. You have right. Done it? Yeah. So, and they all say that, you know, Dean, Gabriel, Cass, they all say it. Um, one thing, the little. I think she was a park ranger, a forest ranger. Muriel, who was the angel who responded to Cass praying, which was a very funny scene with him trying all the different prayer positions and <laughs> everything. <laughs> and, and yeah, that was a big risk for him to take, of course. But um, at least the first person who showed up was a, was a nice person. But I, I, we've seen Cass, Interact with thought. The other angel is always like the young, the young woman. How come like no like older male vessels show up when cast <laughs> You know, it's kind of strange. They've all had the same kind of a running, a running theme going. So I thought that was like hmm for me. But um, I'm glad she didn't betray him. She said, you know, I didn't willingly leave, leave them to you, which was nice. And of course, unfortunately. She died because of Cass, you know, so she's another one with some guilt there for getting innocent, for trying to be good angels, dead. Um, the one, like, moment in this episode that I was really, it just, it bugged me. It was kind of an as-if moment. It was a little bit overwrought, I thought, was, and as much as it's ultimately going to turn out to be a very, good thing for charity. The piece of paper that Metatron says, I'm going to write down the name of, of the, the, you know, the first one you're going to have to kill to prove your fidelity. And he gives him a piece of paper, and I'm like, why don't you just tell him, go kill Tran, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I know it was yeah. sort of done for the drama. There'd be no reason not to say it because there was nobody around listening to him. They were talking about all their plans. And also, and then when after Gabriel kills Kevin and poor, poor Kevin's lying there. He just leaves the piece of paper with his name on, on his bed. And I'm, I'm sorry, that was a little over dramatic. It's like, well, uh, you know, and I, I, that part I thought was a little much. I didn't think it was necessary. I mean, it was, I mean, it doesn't make me hate the episode. It doesn't ruin the episode for me, but I was like, well, you know, first, first thing was, you know, why, why bother to write it down? And the second thing was, why just sort of dramatically, you know, unless Gadriel wanted to be really, really extra mean to Dean, but that'd be like a demon trick, you know, like a Crowley thing to sort of make a point like that, a really nasty point. Um, so, yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't big on that. At all. But I did also wonder when he gave him the piece of paper and he says it's the first name on your list, well, who are the others? Are there more people on this kill list? I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of like, you know, taking out their family and friends, people who help them, like Crowley was doing last year. Uh Uh-huh. 
But, yeah, I don't know who else would be on his list, you know. Because now that Kevin's dead, I, you know, I'm assuming that means another, you know, another prophet has been called, so. Yeah. I, uh, I wonder who the new prophet is. Yeah, and the poor, the poor prophets. I mean, they don't even have the protection of an archangel anymore. They used to. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're all scattered or dead or whatever. I'm also waiting for the day, and it's, <laughs> that might be the end of the show, actually. But the day when God finally decides to show up and says, "What?" what have you been doing while I've been gone? <laughs> you know, he's got a really big mess. <laughs> you know, clean this mess up. I see him, you know. <laughs> and I say, yeah, because, boy, I don't think I'd be too happy if I were God and I'd come back in and see what those angels have been doing while I was gone. Anyway. This, um, we should mention Vinny. Vinny wanted to, us to mention a few things for her. Yes. So, um, I think the best thing that we could, you know, Vinny, Vinny wanted us to make some points for us since she had to work tonight. Um, I think she pretty much would agree with everything we said. It was the same point. So, but I think, I know you mentioned that you wanted to read her from her recap, her last paragraph, which was, gave me chills the first time I read it. I thought yes. it was great. But Susan, if you yes. want to go ahead and do yes. that, that would be great. Me too, yes. Um, just in case anybody doesn't know, um, Denny does episode recaps at the HeyDon'tJudgeMe.com site. Uh, you could find it under her full name, which is Vanessa Chaffee. And uh, anyway, her recap for this episode, oh my, oh my God, give me chills moment. And um, um, she gets to the end of the episode part of her recap and she says that he leaves Dean with with Kevin's body and Dean breaks. He's utterly alone. He's caused Kevin's death. He's, he caused Kevin's death by Sam's body. And then she says, five years ago, Dean saw into a future that showed him the past he and Sam would walk if they didn't deal with the Lucifer and Michael situation appropriately. In that version of 2014, Dean would lose Sam to an angel that would take over his body leaving Dean with nothing. And that's exactly what happened here. And, oh, my goodness, I, that, it, it gives me chills again because that's, that's exactly what happened. And, and, and then it she, wasn't Lucifer. I like that. And then she quotes the Lucifer line, no matter what you do, what you, do, you always end up here. You always here. end up here. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just that the end there. And... No matter what you do, you always end up here. That's exactly what happened. Exactly, Lucifer. Lucifer was right. Yeah, horrible, horrible. There, you know, I had I had heard you know other people having um, theories that this year was going to be the end verse because it's you know the end the end episode mm-hmm. took place in 2014 and which is you know coming up here next month, but I hadn't seen the parallels. I was like, well, you know. Sam's not possessed by Lucifer. I don't, you know, I don't, what are you talking about? I don't see that. And, you know, Castiel was a human and all that. 
And even though Castiel's not a human right now, as far as we know, he has the stolen grace, but she is so, it's exactly right. Sam, Lucifer is an angel. Sam was possessed by an angel. And that's exactly what's happening here. And he's he left Dean. And it's just really, really chilling, I think. I don't know if that's oh. what the writers and everything are going for, but it, it's chilling to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that didn't end well at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I wonder. I guess I'll bring that up. Was there anything else in particular Benny wanted to mention about the episode? I noticed that she also blames Dean for Kevin dying, so <laughs> we aren't the only ones. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all on board with that. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's not anything, we're saying anything bad against Dean. Again, we love Dean. It's just sometimes you, you do things that cause bad things to happen. I know it's happened to me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I've you know, yeah. done what I thought was the right thing and something bad happened because of it. So mm-hmm. that's just the way yeah. life, you know, that's just the way life happens. Life works and how things happen. We're not saying anything bad about Dean, but it's just that's the way it works. Yeah. And it's not that we don't feel for him and your heart breaks for him because of what's happened, but but yes, it it, it happened because of him. So, yep, going to have to deal with that. Um, let's see. I, I'm, I'm just looking through all my notes about this episode, see if there's anything else that I know the steel also said I the theme. Um, oh. Why does Metatron want to be called X? And Gadriel says you want to God. That was really yeah, that was really weird too. It's like why X? I'm guessing we'll get more information about that in other in mm-hmm. further episodes, but that was really weird. I know there's a, and I'm and I'm sorry if I don't have all the details about this right, but there's a a a symbol that is supposed to represent Christ, and it's the letter P with an X right underneath. So I was kind of wondering, and you know, X can be pronounced the the CH sound, like so it would be it would be Christ. You know, or having having an X in there, it isn't always pronounced X or kind of a Z sound in certain certain words and languages. So I'm kind of wondering, does that have anything to do with it? I, the, being an X Files fan, I went right to uh, Mr. X, <laughs> you know, and X Files, but I'm sure that's not it. But yeah, why does why does Metatron and and he says he doesn't want to be God, but oh yes, he does. You can just Tell from oh his yeah, and, yeah. Exactly. So he was saying was like, yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, I had one task, and Dean says, Metatron says to get you have one task, you know, guarding the gate to paradise, and Dean always says, I had one job, you know, and I couldn't do it, you know, take care of my brother. So it just reminded me. Of that. Hmm. 
can we talk about the preview? I mean, we got a little bit of a preview for yeah, yeah. the next episode. I, is it the next episode, or do you think they took little bits of the next two or three episodes and put them all together like sometimes they do if I we're going to have it, a big I break? Was, I think it was for the next one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, there's Crowley back in the mix. I was wondering about him, you know, stuck down in the dungeon when all this was going on. So supposedly Dean is going to work with him. Again, again, making a questionable decision because because he's trying to save Sam. And even Cass is warning him. And I, I like that Cass is still there and they're working together. You know, uh, you know, there's no reason to keep him out of the bunker now. Um, but, yeah, what do you think? What is Crowley going to have to do with all this? I don't know. Apparently they think he knows how to eject Gadriel out of Sam, it looks like. You know, they've got Sam in, in a chair, and he's wearing that chin strap thingy, you know, that they had on Meg and Ruby. And, again, he's fully clothed. <laughs> you know, when Meg and yes. Ruby, you know, were in it, they were totally naked. Um, that's so. That, but that's, yeah, oh, that annoys me about. That's one. That's another thing that annoys me about Supernatural. I love you, but torture scenes. The men always have clothes on. The women have been naked, and it doesn't mean I necessarily need to see the guys naked and tortured. But how about you know equal opportunity there? I think the women should have had clothes on. It's like why would you take clothes off the women if you're going to leave the clothes on during torturing? And, I mean, the, the worst we've seen is, you know, uh, Cass's shirt's been open, you know. So, But, I, you know, I complain and nobody listens to me about that. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're, yeah, they're it, torturing Sam or whatever. To and also Castiel had his trench coat back. Yeah, but no tie. No, yeah. No shirt. No ties, trench coat. They're a little bit different coat. Um, but now somehow they have to capture Gadriel. Because last we see, Gadriel just walks right out of the bunker. Yeah. So they've got to capture him. The way he says there, there's no more Sam, it you know, makes me wonder, okay, what happened to Sam, you know? Yeah, where is Sam? Is he just buried really deep? Did he just bury him somewhere? <laughs> I, you know, it's just yeah, that's that's puzzling. Where is he? I'm I'm really worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, called Road Trip? Road Trip. We don't have the episode synopsis yet, so as soon as we get that, we'll be sure to post it. I wonder who, do we know who wrote it? SuperWiki might have that information, um, but I'm not sure. Yeah. That's another big episode. 
I would think. And again, it's taken a long time to get to this point. I would think it would take more than one episode to deal with Gabriel. But hey, maybe not. But I mean, like you said, I I I agree. I miss Sam. It'd be nice to have Sam back. And Sam is not going to be pleased. <laughs> I think Gadriel um, interpreted Sam's reaction to finding out about Dean um, letting an angel possess him pretty accurately, even though it wasn't Sam. <laughs> it's pretty close to what mm-hmm. the actual reaction of Sam is probably going to be. Um, yeah, I was I was totally convinced it was Sam. And yeah. you know, of course, of course, you know it's Jared. So of course, you know he's playing Sam. <laughs> you know, and so it makes total sense. But um, yeah, Gadriel did a really good job. Amazing work there, playing several characters, very different, very subtle differences. Really, really amazing. Great job, Jared. I like how he was kind of like um, bitchy and kind of a little bit scary with Dean at the beginning about, you know, make it, telling him, you know, Castiel can't be around. But then when he's with Metatron, he was kind of, you know, um, unsure and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of nervous and um, not not a leader, more of a follower. And so, yeah, it was mm-hmm. I like I like the different ways that he played him. Yeah. And he's definitely, I think, an angel who wants to wants to clear his reputation or prove that he really is good and he had the best of intentions before and now that he's out of prison wants to get in get a fresh start. So, yeah, and, very, and that's why he was so nervous. Hmm? And it's a very close parallel to Sam and his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cass, too. With, yeah, uh, yeah. All that. Yeah. I, I like how they <laughs> reminded Cass, you know, like you know, Cass very, of course, disturbed the killing angel with the belt. Cass didn't you, you know, and he did, you know, and he, and he thought he was doing the right thing, so... That's time. So, yeah. During this episode, I actually missed Naomi because the the angels that are fighting, Bartholomew and, and Theo and Malachi, I, you know, I don't, they were pretty good, but they're not nearly as powerful as Naomi always felt. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, but they're all just kind of—they were all just kind of easily. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the one angel who seemed to be Bartholomew's right-hand man, woman—I don't think we ever got a name for her. She died in this episode. We saw her in the other episode with Bartholomew, and then Malachi killed her in this episode. We never got a yeah. name for her. You know, um, I'm okay with that because I didn't really find her that memorable. <laughs> I like the actress. I thought was really good, though. I like the actress. Yeah. Um, you know what I actually thought was really good and really scary was the leader of the choir group, the blonde yeah, angel. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. scary. She was really great. 
She's on Twitter. We follow her. Let me pull up her name. Um, Lisa Derupt. If I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm sorry. D-U-R-U-P-T. On Twitter, she's at L-I-S-A-D-U-R-U-P-T. Yes, she was really good. Good job. Now, anything else about the preview? I, probably, I think anything. Probably a bad idea. I wonder if they will turn him loose because that was his condition. You know, I'll, I'll help you, but I need to be a free man. I think Crowley needs to be a free man. He's been stuck in the dungeon, and you know, Mark Shepard does a great job, but that's limiting. So I hope he does somehow get free. I'm not sure Dean would actually turn him loose, but because, you know, we need to have him out there causing trouble again. I like this woman in Metatron. <laughs> Meet up. That would be interesting. Becky? Oh. Uh-huh, I'm still here. I was replying to I was replying to a Twitter here. So to a tweet. Oh sorry. <laughs> I was like, I feel so alone. <laughs> well, have we have we talked about the episode? Was there anything else Benny Benny wanted to mention? When we talk about the end, no matter what you see, always end up here. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Any other points? Or did we? Uh, I think we've, there's another person who is uh, upset about our talking about Dean. That's why I was tweeting. So, you know, I know you can't hear this right now because it's not live, but we. Love Dean. <laughs> we love Dean Winchester. Yeah. We love, we love Dean. We love Sam. We love Castiel. Just everybody makes mistakes. And, you know, I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Just because we, we said that Dean made a mistake, we're not saying anything bad about him. We're not saying we don't like him. We're not insulting him. We're not offending anybody. It's just a fact, you know. And he made a mistake. Yeah, I I don't know how many other ways to say it. I mean, we talk about Dean every week, and and I, you know you you have to have Sam and Dean together. I I love both of them. I I it'd be almost impossible for me to make a choice if somebody asked me. What's your favorite brother? I don't think I could say, you know. It's like, well, what minute is it? You know, it goes back and forth and all around. And 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 I love Sam, but he's done some terrible things. He's made some terrible decisions. He's gotten people hurt. Again, he had some good intentions, but, yeah, I've been angry at him. That doesn't mean I don't love the character, that I don't understand, that I don't have sympathy, but I can also see what he's done 
that hasn't been right. Same thing for Dean. It's Dean's turn. Doesn't mean I don't want him to. Yeah, Sam, Dean, and Castiel have all made horrible, huge, horrible, terrible mistakes throughout the, you know, Mm -hmm. the Supernatural Mm -hmm. show. Doesn't mean we don't Mm -hmm. love them any less. We, you know, you know, I may not have killed Mm -hmm. thousands of angels. Um, You know, I might not have started the apocalypse. You know, I might not have caused. you know, I might not have mm-hmm. had an angel possess my brother to save his life, but I have made mistakes, you know, and realized yeah, mistakes. Yeah. And everybody it's, does. It's just because this is a television show, their mistakes are a little bit bigger than real life mistakes. And mm-hmm. doesn't mean we love them any less, you know, so nobody's perfect. That's right. It doesn't mean we don't love them. Don't understand that we don't want them to do better, feel better, get through this. You know? Boy. Uh, what? Oh, I know. I was looking at any recap, and, it, and, and, and something I see also reminds me, you, you, the, the, the other an, the angel that they mentioned that died, I thought I heard Azazel. Oh, it wasn't as it wasn't as Azazel. It was an A and a Z and an L, but it was more like Azrael. Azrael, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Sound very similar to Azazel, who of course was the yellow eyes demon. Okay. Well. So um, recap. To recap our podcast, Osric is amazing. We love him. We love Kevin. We miss Kevin. We love Sam. We love Dean. We love Cassia. We love them all. <laughs> yes, we love pretty much all of them. No, I no, I don't love Metatron. You can't make me, but <laughs> but we love. Very you know, true. We love Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing a terrific job. Yes. Yes, we love Sam. And we, we love Dean. We love Kevin. We love Jensen, we love Jared, we love Misha. We're, we love them all, you know, we don't, yeah. we just love them all. We we say something that, you know, that you don't agree with, it's fine. Everybody has mm-hmm. their own opinion, you know, it's totally fine. Just, you know, just understand that we're not being evil and we're not saying, you know, oh, Dean's a horrible person or Sam's a horrible person or Castiel's a horrible person. We're not saying that. It's just people make mistakes, even Television characters are written to make mistakes because that's what makes mm-hmm. it interesting. If they were perfect, this show wouldn't be interesting. This is true. Yes. Um, I still believe we're going to have another podcast. Um, we are on hiatus, as we mentioned. The next new episode of Supernatural when they come back is January 14th. 2014, we wish everybody, no matter which holiday you celebrate, the most happiest holiday. Um, If you don't celebrate any of them, that's okay, too. Um, Have a great month. (laughs) Yeah, have a great month. (laughs) And uh, uh, hopefully uh, um, you'll be listening to us next year with the podcast. We we will be back. um, Episode 10 of season nine. 
with more great stuff to talk about. The season's kicking ass. Hopefully, we have we don't know yet, but hopefully some more guests will be able to join us as time goes on. Um, that's it. Thank you again for listening Thanks. very, very much. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Osric and Jim Michaels, for calling and chatting yep. with us. Yep. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. And that's it. Good night, everybody. Happy holidays. Yep. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.